Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. And uh, just a little a bit of a different start today. Today I'm gonna I'm joined by uh, Matt, Alex, uh, and Ant. But instead of what's happening on the field and all the big news that's happening in the rugby world, the most important thing happening in the RB universe right now, this very instant, is a score reveal for our fantasy league. And the reason is I decided to tell Ant and Matt to to get fucked, and I told them my team would beat their teams this week and the loser would unfortunately have to have a shot or, or beer i only have beer uh, excuse me tequila so um and how are you feeling um i know i think matt's beaten me we know this match but uh and how are you, how are you feeling right now are you feeling good feeling strong yeah look i mean it's it was a wild weekend um the scores were up and down all over the place and i think um yeah no, what last we saw it was tied up to the, to the point um so, yeah mm-hmm. i just need to hope that the, the fact that i had to end. place in that last game um Okay. Um, a lot of grace in the recap. Let's hope so. Uh, let's hope so. Matt, uh, sitting on top of the pile, how, yeah. how's it feeling? How are you? Sorry, I should have actually asked you how you are. Yeah, I'm not too bad. And I'm not far ahead. Like, if the recap is, is incredibly generous to you, you could catch me. Nah, it wasn't. Just in case. Okay, well, that, that's very kind of you. Um, I'm having my shots out of an es- two espresso glasses, double espresso, so it's about half the way. Uh, Alex, Mr. Tar, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad under the circumstances, thanks for asking, but um, I'm just here in my capacity as commissioner of the league, and I'll be revealing <clears throat> the scores for your guys' teams, and then I'll do a countdown of all the scores. Uh, for those who are interested, <clears throat> and at that point, I'll be on the exhaustion. Okay, you guys happy with that? I'm happy with yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think let's let's get cracking. I'm now filming on my phone, live reaction. Uh, so, Alex, please go ahead. Uh, what happened over the weekend? So, I'll start with Matt's team, Nongoria's BIG, very proper. Uh, Xavier Numia, 12 points. Pileti Kaitu, 37 points. Sam Kaid, 28 points. Hoskins, 22 54 points. Jenny Havili Kalichui, 24 yes. points. Kapus Ilov. And then, in case anyone's con- uh, confused about our structure, we've got 10 man teams and there's a hierarchy of replacements. So if your scrum half doesn't play, you can put a prop in. So Kapus Ilov, the biggest scrum half on the land, 13 points. Matt Tamir, 46 points. Hunter Pasami, 47 points. Lester Fanganu, 24 points. Mark Nwagin, 20 points. So, Matt, you ended up on 308. Nice. Best score of the season so far, actually. Yes, what a time. What a time to put it out. Okay. Who wants wants to get next? Adam or Ant? Do Ant. I'm ready for my fate, so do Ant. Yeah. So, Ant's team, Cody MFT, must be stopped. Tanya Latuper, 41 points. Angus Tarval, 20 points. Patrick Tuplotti, 12 points. Not very good. Jeremy Trush, 13 points. Not very good. Reed Princip, 17 points. Christ. Mitchell Drummond, 11 points. Ooh, it's going to be crucial. Jake McIntyre, 26 points. Rico only 38 points. Marika Kurabidi, 41 points. Julian Sevier, 19 points. I don't think so I'm going to leave the turtles until right at the end. Okay, uh, and me. Yeah, but Ant okay, is an so actual computer, so he knows his total already. Ant will probably know his <laughs> turtles. That's fine. 
Uh, Adam, Adam's team Tully fucking Ulysses. Uh, Aiden Ross, 19 points. Dave Perecki, 21 points. Lucan yeah. Salakarlotto, 27 points. Sam Kane, 47 points. Big boy. Sam Kane's a boy. Helen Grace, 3 points. 3? Three. 3 points. <laughs> 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 that response was so beautiful. 3! <laughs> Jack Grant, 10 points. Yeah. Uh, Terry Black, do you want to guess? Four. Plus. Six. Eight. Six points. It's both different. Nani La A lot. 44 points from Nani La Mucky. I needed more. Etene Nanatura, 20 points. Elaisa Drosese, 24 points. Uh, I think I'm short. All right, so what's the reveal? And total, 240. Ooh, ooh. I went down Adam, on the... Adam's total... 221. Yes, it's coming grace, hey? My boy, did me dirty. Okay, here's one. So, both Matt and Ed beat Adam. So, Sorry, I'm sipping Adam. beer. <sighs> so, the recount annihilated both Adam and I. But that's <laughs> that's going to annihilate my flu. Are you guys ready for the whole rundown? Yeah, let's go through the teams now. I went, I went to the players. Uh, top of the pops. Hey, you get off of McLeod. Four hundred fifty points. Nice. <laughs> and I'm struggling. I look forward okay. to this video. Yeah, I'm gonna need to edit it. It's a bit long. <sighs> okay. Uh, on the uh, sorry, uh, If it's two McLeod, you're two McOld. Three hundred eighteen. Uh, bridge on the river Vi. Three hundred nine. <clears throat> non chorus BIDB proper. Three hundred eight. Yes, top off of the table. Yeah, well done. Um, in Trask and you shall receive with 268. Uh, Cody MFT must be stopped, 240. Uh, with Thunder Forever, 228, which means very last place. There's a totally fucking year, Lucy. Adam, so you owe us a drink before Friday. It's not a good round. You owe us a drink, Adam. Okay, I can't have another one right now. No, no, you don't owe us one right now, but you owe us one by Friday. Yeah, that's fair. Fuck. That's why when you kept saying you had two shots video, I was like, uh, I don't know if two shots are going to be enough. Is that why you said, like, no, it's okay, you can have, have, if I beat him, you can have that one later. I, I was being very sympathetic. Uh, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Well done. You've t- uh, I'm sorry to be reveling in this, Adam. <laughs> Adam, no, I appreciate your hubris. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree. Mistakes are made. Well, hopefully you learned to listen. I have. I'm impressed that Phil managed to sneak in there with Adam, Adam at the end. Well, yeah. that's me. That's well, I suppose Phil is in charge of the spreadsheet to an extent, so... Yeah. Well, Adam does let me sort of get towards confusions. Yeah. Say so what? What? What I do? It's your turn to take us into some news now, Adam. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, thanks Commissioner. We do. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Thank you, Flame. And I'll see you all at the next game week. Thanks, Alex. Well, at least the only good thing is that I'm I'm a, a lock for the waiver order. 
<laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> that's the only good thing about coming to last. I don't even know how the new way works, to be fair. I've never, to be honest, I've never really understood it. I so just think. It just resets now yeah. to basically whoever had the worst score of the round. We've shifted to score of the round now instead of actual log points because log points don't change until the third week. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, so whoever scored the worst each round, essentially. I think, no, I think it's I think points. It's, I only ever trade for people that are already in other people's teams, so it doesn't really make a difference for me. Actually, no, I like, I like, I think it's points against, sorry. So whoever has the shittest points against, sorry. Yeah, um, just, just for the listeners, we're going to ask Matt just to let, to give us a note in terms of when all this draft talk ended, so we can get into the news, because I'm sure, I don't know, some people care, some do not, but, uh, and, and cares a lot right now. I must admit, I think the shots are going to make my flu. Excuse me, feel a bit better. Yeah. Uh, so look, I guess first first bit of news. It's the rugby. They um, are asking the South African government to see if we can have 50% spectators in an attempt to salvage the Lions tour. Uh, I mean, the headline is pretty self-explanatory. South Africa is currently at level one, but there is talk that uh, the next wave will happen at some point in April or may um so we'll see i mean their, their pitching point of government is just the economic benefit with billions meant to come into this african economy uh though that we have chatted about this at the moment though it seems like odds on the tour is going to be held in the uk but matt as a current ticket holder would you be happy with that i mean tour to the uk and uh, get my cash back at least and the 50 percent rule i don't know how they're going to apply that i can tell you now the cynic in me sees there's going to be a slight advantage, I think, given to the overseas tickets in numbers as well. Because they're going to have to read yep. three then. Yeah, pretty much. And then, then it's also like paying people back and all that jazz, uh, which which is a bit of a nightmare uh, as well. So, yeah, and did you did you get tickets for the tour? Uh, not for any of the tests, just for the, the Storms game. Uh, uh, so, okay. yeah, I mean, as you say, it's waiting for either get the refund or just somehow hope I don't know I mean to be honest I've kind of made peace with the peace that the, the, the tour is going to happen overseas and I just kind of just want to watch the rugby rather than yeah, look, I'm, taking overseas I'm, to at this point like I'm not too stressed yeah I'm sitting half sitting okay. expecting the refund to come back like a like a tax um, what's his face uh, in the payback tax, tax refund tax refund essentially yeah uh, thank you yeah, thankfully I didn't get any tickets um, in retrospect, I guess, after this whole mess uh, went down. So we'll, we'll just have to see what, what the SA government decides to do in that respect. Uh, the staying in South Africa, the Western province, um, they've been taking a court apparently over their 120 million rand loan, which they got from, uh, let's see, from their company Dreamworld Investments. So according to rugby365.com, it's young to Koenig. If you do want to follow the story saga, just check out his website. It's really, really good. Uh, Dreamworld, they filed formal papers at the Western Cape High Court. On Friday, they claimed back the money they lent to the, to the province. He used the loan to pay off monies owed to previous equity partners. Yeah, it sounds like a, a pyramid <laughs> scheme. It's like you I mean, borrow money. Oh, it's so silly, hey? Um... Absolutely. Yeah. Adam, do you want to go on a five-minute rant on this? Because I think you know you're, you're the most no, passionate. No, no, I've I've, 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 I've ranted enough. I just want to know when the madness stops. 
I know Western, I know um, the SRAP have been talking to them. At some point, the buck will have to stop here. Yeah, I think essentially it's not going to stop until SRAP just like cuts them off. In what way? I mean, like, the province rely on SRAP's funding, or are they just going to be like, Like, SRAP is essentially going to have to do what they did with the Kings and just step in and run them as like admin as administrators mm. at this rate. So the issue was there is that the kings couldn't pay their players. Like province somehow are still finding money to pay the Oaks. You know, they've still yeah. got like yeah, Oaks on books. You know, so they say rugby is like, well, I suppose, you know, from their perspective, province are still delivering their end of their bargain. They're still delivering a team that can play matches, which the kings would do. So yeah, true. You know, sorry, it's probably like, look, you guys are a shit show. You're probably going to fall apart within the next two years. But like, you know, intervene then and then hopefully some private equity partner jumps in before then if it's any of the clubs will let that happen. Yeah, but with Zolzalper and his cronies running things, no one would touch them. Hence, hence the Sharks got the deal done. So I think things have to get a lot worse uh, for it to get better um, as well. So we'll, we'll just have to find out what uh, what happens there. Um, let's see, I was actually going to Rabbit 365. Uh, there have been rumours, though, that... Well, actually, did this happen... I'm just trying to think, when did this pop out? CJ Stunder that he retired this week. So oh, yeah. that's also big news this week, yeah. Yeah, so he, well, he retired last week, so it's not relevant this week. He retired he, on he, Tuesday, he, so essentially, you yes. know, that classic news cycle. Yes, he, 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 he played his 50th and final match, or 51st, I just had to be corrected for Ireland. In their victory over England, the Six Nations, there's a, a video him at the end, he's very emotional. But in a nutshell, Stunder just kind of said that. Um, he wanted to quit. He was at the top of his game. And he's only he's 31, which is pretty much in, in his prime um, at the moment. So he has left. He also wants to bring back his his uh, family back to South Africa. Uh, having been from George, Matt's neck of the woods, he wanted to raise his family in South Africa as well. Um, he says he's Munster blood through and through in Ireland, etc., etc. I know we had a big debate. I mean, um, congratulations to Stunder. I know when he when he left when he was 22, um, we tried keeping him in South Africa. There was like some say he wasn't big enough and what what other, uh, other other nonsense and that sort of stuff. But he's gone on to have a very 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 good career. This is a play for the Lions uh, as well. He played the third test in the, in the last tour to New Zealand. So uh, big congrats to CJ Stunder. I guess good for him. It does kind of open the debate though about representing nationalities and, and all that. I know as, as South Africans and then um, we discussed as Australia, even and even the Pacific Islanders, um, there are a lot of players from the Southern Hemisphere playing in Northern Hemisphere teams. Scotland, for one, we've got like five South Africans, I think four or something like that. Um, I think Phil was the one who said that if they leave before a certain period or something like that, before becoming a citizen, they should give all their money back or something like that. I'm not sure, because even in the exit interview, he sounds like a South African um, and that sort of thing. His, his accent hasn't changed, unlike he did Kevin Peterson, whose accent became a weird amalgamation of English and uh, English and South African English as such. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, I know, I just don't know correct what rugby, they do extend the period of five years, right? For qualification mm, i think yeah it's I don't know, have they made it official yet i don't know if they have because it feels weird because i think they keep saying they want to and then someone sneaks through on like three suit every now and then uh yeah i'm I just having a look back maybe it's like only five years if you from when you move across them you know so if you're like a year and a half in then you're there. i don't know it does just seem very messy it doesn't seem um, but yeah, I think that the move to five years will make a big difference all right here we are here we are make it a little less of a joke you know i mean the fact that 
he moved across it. Found the move across about 21, 22, and managed to get 50 cuts by the time he's 30. It's like, yeah, weren't exactly that particularly long. And then you jump ship to go home the minute that you could and retired. So you know how it does bring into questions how Irish were you and how much did you really uh, view yourself as an Irishman during that time? No, but, I don't know. I mean, this is a debate that one can have. And he just said that. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, let's have such rewards and blah 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 blah. I think uh, I reckon he's pretty much through and through. That that I can buy. But Irish, I don't think so. I found a story in August well, 2020. Some, I just want to point yeah. some some little fun little local knowledge. Speaking of Irish, I think I'm going to get in trouble for this. But anyway, his folks' farm, I think, if not his neighbours, is like there's like a farm between them and a fairly large potato farm. So if you just want to harp on the Irish stereotype there for a bit. <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, so, I mean, World Rugby, they extended the date of ending their three-year eligibility rule. Um, I think they've extended it to the end of this year, 2021. And so, World Rugby is currently transitioning from a three-year to a five-year residency rule for project players. Um, the original cutoff of three-year residency period was effectively May 2017. Many players would need to be capped by that date in May 2020. Um, due to the coronavirus pandemic, or rugby, they extended it. So now, now the governing body they decided to extend the cutoff till until the end of 2021, which means players who signed in 2018 can now qualify in 2021, rather than two years later in 2023. So it's players who who, who joined in 2018, um, in a sense, versus 2023. Um, so yeah, James Lowe, he he got through the Munsters, Chris Clutey, uh, Roman. Um, so I don't know, and Kenyon Knox, they'll be available for the Irish. Um, I'm just trying to see. No, that, that's kind of it. So, I mean, that answers the question um, in, in a nutshell. Uh, Matt, just, do you have any, any other news? Brother, you want to throw at me very quickly, uh, out of the blue? No, I think that's it for me. I don't think I saw any other news. Uh, the only one I saw was that British Irish Lions one. Okay, yeah, well, I mean, in Super Rugby itself, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. But Kurt Eklund and Tuinga Fassi, they've been cited. Um, they should have both gotten red cards. Tuinga Fassi, he, I don't know whose uh, face his elbow connected with. Um, but, I mean, his elbow's, yeah. Either way, he should have been red carded. And Kurt Eklund, he ragdolled with Sebu Reese, who, who was cynically lying all over the ball. But he went through the vertical and tried to throw him off. I actually couldn't fit that it was only a penalty. That penalty got reversed for foul play. Paul Williams, Eklund. he was the referee. Yeah, I actually couldn't believe it. My favorite uh, is like that Shirley. picture that full shade of, of uh, essentially it's of Eklund. Or that picture of, I think it's, it should be Lesnar suplexing uh, Reigns, but with Eklund's face over. It looks so good. Yeah. It's it's no it's it's actually insane. Um, yeah, Paul Williams he was in the spotlight because he's the reigning referee of the year in New Zealand. He was he's in the spotlight after his horrific TMO showing last week and the fact that he was allowed to referee the game or, or was backed to referee the biggest game of the comp so far. Um, and then had these two issues. Yeah, look, the TMO doesn't step up either, but mm. uh, I wonder if we're going to see him on a field any anytime soon. So uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. No, I think I think it's gonna actually gonna have to go and do it. Really, in terms of news, there's not too much else going on. It's quite weak, I mean, actually. 
Yeah, I look another. Um, apparently France Moyo. This is heading he's to been, Japan. Yeah, he's been linked to Japan. He's going to follow Peter Stefford Toy. Uh, Mario Taji, he's defended. Sorry. Brian's in Japan. I don't know if he's going to take the sushi as well as, as well as other they guys. They do. Have. They do some version of that barbecue at the table. So he'll survive on that like, at least. Like he, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Look, I just don't want the guy to you know lose half his weight and come back as a loose forward or something. Imagine him on the in, on the wing or something. I don't know if he's going to be. He'll look. He'll be more effective than Tavo was for my, in on the wing for my team. Uh, no fair. I'm looking. I'm looking at my player player prop at wing this weekend. Picky. Tupo was also better at hooker. I mean, back at prop than he was at hooker. So I've, I've learned my lesson. Tupo, you're going to play in position, not out of position anymore. I've realised, you yeah. I'm sorry, that was a, a deviation of. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to lose. I mean, another, how I'm many lose the Stormers? <laughs> that's a significant chunk of the Stormers having gone now, actually. Like I feel Kitsoff like Kitsoff is still staying. Eh? Yeah, Kitsoff is staying. So, Bongi. Bongi's on the fence. He's only going to sign after the after the Lions tour. Yeah. Drilly is staying. Yankees are staying. Who else are the big name players? Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a lot of cupbacks involved, and now it's just what Yankees and Villamsa really, and maybe Bongi. Bongi Kitsov, yeah, that's it. And then, you know they've got their middle class guys for like Schickling and um, uh, Augustus, yeah. like yeah, Rich is up and coming. You know, oh, and they've got Khalat. But I mean, it's, it's still a massive stripping. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal. Like, they've lost I think a lot of the top without necessarily pushing someone to that position just yet. Like there are guys waiting in the wings, but I don't know if they're fully ready to take over just yet. I mean, the prop I don't know. You know, they've got a guy like Ali No, well, um, is not bad. Yes. Niedling for sure, for sure. Niedling, I forget which way around. Yeah, he's no, got he's, two surnames. He's, he's pretty decent at tight end, <laughs> and he puts a lot of work in. Classic Afrikaans name, yeah. Um, no, I mean, look, the, the thing is, Province will be strong. They've got such a strong um, school base and, and, and natural pipeline. Like, there'll always be enough talent coming through, but you know, losing half to Springboks in a season is quite concerning. That's Especially when half of them are moving locally as opposed to overseas. You know, yeah, so like they're all just faces you're going to see still. Like especially, like especially Sia. I think seeing Sia is going to suck for the rest of the Stormers playing. Like especially the oh, young loose forwards in that. Yeah, that really is massive. Um, but look, Province will continue to be a strong unit because there's enough good, talented players there. Um, I did read something, though, and I can't remember what the source was. Maybe it was they're suggesting Dobson's also keen to jump ship, um, <laughs> you know, which is... A, maybe why he's getting his, his assistant coaches to like be mock head coach for the last couple of games. Yeah. But also, like, you know, that's their last kind of qualified top level coach gone as well. I um, mean, yeah. Went, and how long did they t- take to actually get Dobson there? I mean, fuck, they hung on to what's yeah. his face. And again, I mean, it's not like he's blown the lights out since he's arrived either. But I, mean, I think his life was certainly a lot more difficult than, say, Flex was taking over. Yeah, like if you had to look what yeah. Dobson took over yeah. from. And- like the backroom shit that he must probably have to deal with. I mean, even just the player base. You know? But yes, also like a you know he had to correct a culture of losing from. from yeah. Nice. Mm. Um. There's another piece of news. Apparently, Eddie Jones, he's he's having talks with RFU in his future, but there's a break clause in his deal. Um. This is after England finished second last. 
uh, the first time Ooh. in since 1976 that they've lost to all the home nations. Here's Jones is the world's highest rugby player coach. I know Mario Toja, he's defended Jones. Um, I'm just trying to see in terms of this break clause. Oh, it's just got a contract in it. This is after they lost to Ireland. Um, in as I said, in standards for last game, just those results from the Six Nations. We'll, we'll talk about France, Wales last, but Ireland pumped England 32 18, a very, very good performance. Uh, from Ireland, even though um, Bunyaki, I think he got a red card, uh, but Ireland still managed to come through and, and win the game. And England have been very, very poor this campaign. Scotland thumping Italy, what else do you expect? 52 10, good campaign for the Scots, yeah, all things considered. What did, I mm-hmm. laughed, I saw, speaking of England, Ireland. Um, picture Eddie Jones. Guys, what's the opposite of Grand Slam? Asking for a friend. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> Adam, he, he reversed Grand Slam. He lost. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, triple, triple crown, sorry. Reverse triple crown, crown sorry. Yeah. That's the one. Yes, that's it. Reverse triple Ooh, crown. Um, breaking news. Yes? John Luke Dupree is trying to control his smoking in bid for Springbok recall. <laughs> oh, that says quite a lot in that as a statement. Like, I, I love the fact that he's playing professionally for what? sale and still smoking. They're like, no, no, you're smoking what? too much to be a Springbok, but fine, play Premier League stuff. Not enough, not enough for sale. Yeah, what on earth? Like you, crisis. <laughs> like you've got enough lung capacity to play in Manchester, but on the big stage, no. Yeah, no, I mean that's ridiculous. How on earth is that allowed? I don't know, I'm going to have a look now and see what it says. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Sale are allowing it, but like, maybe that's why they've got 15 different loose forwards there, because, you know, they've only got 20 minutes of lung capacity to stay. Yeah. You know, out on the field would be nice. No, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's... that's oh, wait, cool. no, no, no. The smoking is inverted commas. It's his ability to smoke opponents. So, him, him picking oh. up a... <laughs> okay. The worst is, like, how believable it was that the, he's got a smoking habit. No, I mean, that also, I, just, I didn't even blink an eye at that. I was like, okay, well, fair enough. I mean, I mean it's ridiculous, but fair enough. I like, mean, he's also got his, bro- his older brother's moustache in this picture with him getting yellow carded this weekend. So, yeah, he needs to apparently toe the line between, you know, absolutely killing a guy and picking up a card for absolutely killing a guy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so, you had me very, very confused there. I was like, smoking? No, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. No, um, it to Anton, it completely sounded right. It sounded very tracking, <laughs> and that's coming from a fat. Good tracks. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. I know. A mate of mine once saw Ollie Kebble just like chain smoking in town in Cape Town, like at a at a pub or something. I mean, that also wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. There's a lot of things that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And after watching some of those um, Skulk and, and John de Villiers interviews with some of that guys, and, and then when they're chatting about what they get up to on tour, you know, like, okay, well, they may, maybe a lot more goes on than you'd expect, or maybe there's a lower level of professionalism than mm-hmm. you'd expect. Yeah, which sounds about um, So, yeah, speaking of professionalism, um, the Wales players have gotten some online abuse after oh, losing to the last score in the game, 32-30 to France. Uh, France can still win the Six Nations, if they beat Scotland with a bonus point and by more than 20 points. Um, that's the current situation. So Wales missed out on the Grand Slam. Uh, but you got... It's not head-to-head, eh? Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you you guys watched watch this game, hey? Yeah. I, I watched some of it in and out, like highlights essentially, because this one was like the midnight game or close to. Yeah, I started at ten at night. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it was yeah, cracking. Yeah. From what I saw, <laughs> it, was it was a brilliant. very good game. No, I mean, I, I, so I got my, I told my parents like, you guys must, must watch this. And basically, my their comment was, and I think it just sums it up, is that every possible thing that is unique to rugby that could possibly happen happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was just cards all over the place and tries from everywhere, and just there was so much drama. Um, I mean, the game did take about three hours because there was a lot going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of really cool talking points out of it. I mean, I think one thing you can applaud is the refereeing, which, despite falling in Wales's favour, I think, quite significantly. Um, you know, there were a lot of 50-50 calls, a lot of very difficult calls to make, and kind of all of them went to Wales's side. No one can fault the decision that was made at any point. You know, the, the, the referee between Luke Pierce and Wayne Barnes in the TMO box, they were very, very clear about exactly what they were looking at, why the decision was reached. So I don't think anyone can have any fault with that. It was just you know unlucky that it happened to be that the on-field call would favour this or that. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that that the end of the game was what 14 versus 13 because of a red card and two back-to-back yellows to the Welsh France scoring you know 80 meters off the final play to win the game it was just dramatic um mm. it was a, yeah a very very cool game to see just because there was so much stuff happening um in terms of unusualness apart from it just being good rugby you know like both teams were playing lekker lekker rugby um yeah it was it was a, a good game to stay up for yeah, I think the Wales, they, they're pretty broken yeah, about cause, it. So, yeah, because they basically missed out on their Grand Slam now because of this one. Yeah. So, I mean, they look bad. They, no, but they deservedly, because, I mean, they should be cut. They had a 10-point lead with eight minutes on the clock with the opposition having a red card. So, they were a man up, 10-point lead, so the other team needed to score twice, and, you know, they let it slip. <laughs> they lost a 10-point lead, gave away two yellow cards, cost two tries. I mean, it was, yeah just poor from Wales to close that game out at the end. But also, you know, incredible from France. You know, they did really, really well to come back. And so one can applaud them. But just, I suppose it just puts last week's performance against England, France versus England. It's also just bizarre because suddenly England were just insane. But I think Squidge's comment was that, you know, England played incredibly, incredibly well to beat a France team that was playing a bit average. And that just shows, I suppose, of how good that French team is, despite mm. still building. Um, you know, so the French team is going to come in up and down. It's still got its Frenchiness about it, but at the end of the day, the French team are, are properly qualified quality out and they're just going to get better and better and better. Mm. Um, quick pop quiz: When is the last time France won the Six Nations? Like 2011 or something. To 2010, so they haven't won in eleven years. Yeah. I'll take Pretty... that. I'll take that as a close enough guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and France in that year got the Grand Slam to do it. Um, yeah. So I'm just trying to see here. Let's got the results. Wooden spoon. Italy, 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 Italy. Yeah, it's Italy for like. 2020. Yeah, 2020. The last six. Yeah, the last well, six Italy years. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they beat Scotland. Yeah. That's. Where? I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, you can't be in a competition not winning a game for. For that um, long, whereas Georgia... Argentina could win. Argentina won games are within, what, two years of being in the rugby championship, and that's playing against, you know, at the time, what, three of the top five sides in the world. Like, yeah, don't Argentina we... weren't ranked any higher. 
Yeah, besides Mitch poo-pooing it, let me just find it quickly. Uh, uh, George's record in Rugby European Championship for the last since 2018 when they joined, 18 games unbeaten. So like, just undefeated in second division basically Europe. But yeah, they don't yeah. get a chance against Italy. You'd think undefeated in second division does deserve a shot against only beaten in top division, surely. Yeah. <laughs> That would make sense. Like you'd think, yeah, because what, 18, 2018, 19, 20, 21, so this is their fourth year. This is their fourth year. And to pick up 18 straight wins in four years is pretty impressive. It's a... um, no, anyway, I mean, look, it's, this debate is, is well had, and it's, but it is frustrating that, that Georgia don't get a shot at the big table because they do deserve it. Um, uh, even if their record against Italy is not great, that's not the point. The point is they should at least get that recurring opportunity. Yeah. Because they've proven that they are a class above everyone yeah. below them, and Italy has proven themselves not to be competitive. Yeah. Um, as much yeah, as, we, as, we have sympathy. Yeah, look, we've ranted yeah. about um, <laughs> the fact that Georgia don't get to play quite a bit, so we'll, we'll leave that one uh, for now. But. Um, Yes. I forgot to mention when you asked about news, MLR kicked off this weekend with some uh, pretty yes. with some pretty Next tight tight score lines actually. Yeah, um, and so, I know that our, our picking was pretty horrendous. Mine actually turned out pretty ordinary. decent at the end. Yeah, you you did it right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I've got half the games I got right, and every game I got right I got the match point. The margin, sorry. But yeah, um, let's see. I just wanted to see. So Nolo, Nolo goal drew against OGDC actually, which is kind of cool. And I'm just glad that I picked the right team. The yeah, Giltini no, Giltini's. Not, I think they're the biggest. They've got half their team as Australian World Cup like winners, finalists, yeah. but you know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also I admit that the Giltinis have the sickest looking stadium with that like Coliseum look, and especially those ends. Oh, that is cool. Hey, where did that come from? Like, did I they build that purposely? No, it was just a Coliseum stadium lying no, it around. No, it's like LA Memorial Coliseum or something. It's just been hanging about. Like, I think uh, MLS team also plays out of there. Okay, cool. I mean, that's just very American, but I love it. Yeah, it's so dope. And then, yeah, so sadly, no, Giltini's, are, I think, great. picked up the biggest win of the weekend against my beloved Free Jacks. Mm-hmm. And let's no, see. No, no, no. Uh, Adam's San Diego Legion missed out to Rugby New York. Or Rugby yeah. United New York. Nola Gold Drew. Uh, the Rattlers beat Toronto Arrows. And Sabercats managed to beat Seawolves, which I feel like is a bit of an upset. Two times champion Seawolves. And Utah Warriors managed to pick up an away win against the Gilgronies, which is also because I think they're also another team that's not as bad as the Giltinis, but also quite quite a high number of like bought-in Australians. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, we'll start on uh, yeah. Super Rugby Review now. Yes, yeah, and then we'll wrap us if we're really, really pushing for time. Um, so I guess we could start with the Friday game. Suddenly, I'm trying to find the results. 
Let's see, have a look here. Right, the, we had the game of Friday, Rebels Waratahs. Uh, Rebels 33. Yes, it was the Matsumura show. Rebels 33, Waratahs 14. That scoreline flatters the Waratahs. Um, this, the Waratahs were poor, slash the Rebels are very good. Matsumura was on fire. If you haven't seen his try, he's not known for trying gaps and chips and cake, chips and chases and all that sort of jazz. But you should check it out. It's probably, probably one of the disgusting. one of the so, better tries of the season. I mean, Where it was the too easy. Like that hole was just so big yeah. and just so where's, casual. Like I mean, he kind of just walked through it. Like yeah, where's the I mean, a big props to him for finding and running through. But I mean, it wasn't like he had to do much work to get 50 meters of space to run into either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, his chip and chase, regather and finish was was very, very, very good. So I mean, a lot of yeah, forwards. Yeah. So, yeah, so where's the, the pillar defense? And I feel like um, Maddox yeah. picked up that his last try was a bit of like a, a weak gimme, like the Rebels just took their foot off the gas at the end. Yeah, yeah. Pretty they, they did score two late tries, they were 35 down, 5-0 down or something. 33. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just goes to show just the Waratahs, I mean, maybe in 2-3 yeah. years I'll get strong again like the Reds, but um, they're really staring down a battle. Uh, barrel uh, yeah, and they're, they're having a really hard time yes you are and sorry i think it's interesting a lot of comments coming out of australia and like a lot of the, the guys that were very anti-waratars in the last couple of years are suddenly a lot more sympathetic because basically the boardroom has given rob penny who's apparently quite a successful coach he's got quite a good like new zealand coaching track record but they've given him a squad of nobodies every single experienced player has left i mean you know that that stat from two weeks ago is just so telling that Two force players combined had more tests than the entire Waratahs team have Super Egg League caps. Like, you know what I mean? It's the, this team is literally completely inexperienced. There was a good interview with Lockie Swinton, how talking about how you know, like the last couple of years, he's always looked up to guys like uh, Cooper and looking for them to be experienced to kind of get his levels, his aggression levels, and whatever. He suddenly, when I was whatever twenty Super Egg caps, he's like the leader in the team. He's not ready for that level of responsibility. Yeah. Um, you know, so the point is, is that you, the war, Rob Penny is not at fault here. He's got to just get, have time and be back to get this group going. But they're going to be shut for two years, basically. And yeah. Anyone calling for his head is just, you know, and expect thinking anyone else can do better with the squad that's got no money to pay for it. Like Jake White, come not, on. You saw what he did to the Bulls. Yeah, but he had money to be fair. No, no, no. I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just the same players that. Human head. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's 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 it's. I think it's enjoyable for everyone that hated what the Sydney, you know, rugby fraternity represented. Yeah. But this, you know, same time, it's kind of bad for Australian rugby. Like, I don't mind yeah. watching it. Um, I don't. Um, Pony. Um, Farmasili. He he loves just those. Um, go like uh, go line uh, dropouts. Hey, wherever it goes, he's waiting around to get the ball. And then he can run into people, and the commentators were loving it uh, mm. whenever he got the ball. Um, but the, the rebels, the rebels looking good, eh? Um, I gotta say they've mm. got a hard nose to it. hard nose to it. Corey Betty, very very good. Uh, I know they're talking about a little bit too much, but all the same, um, I think. I mean, Matsumura, and I, I just think it really comes from the halfback pairing. Joe Powell, he's just perfect for Matsumura. Joe Powell gets to the ruck, good delivery, move on, and he runs good support lines. That's he literally does the basics of scrum off play very, 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 very well. Um, I mean, to me, I love watching him kick just as much as like um, who's my favorite, Nicholas Sanchez. To me, is very smooth off the tee. 
uh, you can watch. He's a very smooth guy to watch um, when he kicks. So uh, Rebels, very tough, tough-looking outfit. So um, they, they'd definitely be competitive in Super Rugby AU. Elsewhere... Very South African. T- mm, sorry? Like kind of, I was saying they're very South African-ish. They're no, very, they actually are. And they're, I mean, they're based, this. defense, organization. You know, there's not much flair to them, but they just grind teams down. You know, they're, they're hard to beat type thing. Yeah. Like yeah. The, Reds, the, the Reds and the Brumbies just have a bit too much slash X factor or power at the moment. But yeah. Um, yeah. First first game on Saturday, well, it's African time anyway. Hurricanes Chiefs. The Hurricanes managed to come from being twenty. What was it? Twenty six. Chiefs. Yeah. Well, the Hurricanes are twenty. The twenty six seven up. Yeah. The Hurricanes, and then they managed to transpire to lose the game thirty five twenty nine to the Chiefs. Um, I mean, Lamapi was very, very good in the first half, and then in the second half, it all fell apart. You know what was a key moment in the game? That sounds harsh, where they took Gatland off in the 51st mm. minute, and they moved D-Mac into 10. They brought in Tia Tia at 15. Tia Tia is a specialist 15. D-Mac, I mean, he's a utility player, but it's just they got, um, not Gatland, excuse me, Caleb Trask. Yeah, it was Trask. Uh, they yeah, they took Trask off, and then suddenly that the, the Chiefs had so much more shape, eh? Mm. At the line, I, was, I don't know if the Hurricanes are a little bit complacent, thinking they'd won the game, but that was a key moment. I thought that substitution. So yeah. good on the Chiefs for making that play. And I just think McKenzie should start. They'd they look yeah. so much better at 10. I know you're losing a little bit at 15, but um, if they bring in TAT at 15, who I just picked up in draft, <laughs> so I'm hoping he plays. Um, yeah, you, you can't ask for, for more from this. Uh, but yeah, I just think the Hurricanes were just, I don't know. Uh, I was just watching the game. And for me, this was an ex- was actually into of all the Super Rugby games this weekend. This was one of my more entertaining ones to watch. I didn't get a chance to watch the yeah. Sunday one, but watching this one was actually entertaining. It was a game of two halves. Like each team was an ascendant in either half. So, like each team was basically playing well at the same camera angle the whole time. So it was consistent. <laughs> It was kind of fun. Like you only saw the one try line get attacked the entire game, essentially. Yeah, you really hope you bought tickets behind that that set of posts. Yeah, because you feel like shit for the other side because they saw oh, just... fuck all rugby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the Hurricanes thought they maybe had won the game through the Jordy Barrett's that penalty, but uh, no, it was not to be. So it was two two teams still trying to find their way. Uh, Hurricanes, their biggest issues at 9 and 10 because they don't have an established 9 and 10. And, and ugh, they don't really want to move Jordy Barrett to 10. But in all honesty, they probably should. I just yet. He's... I think he's, he's... But the thing is, he's just got a, a good boot yeah. to state the obvious. And he but commands... Players, you kind of want to bring through stuff. Yeah. Other stuff can... yeah, yeah. And, he, and he commands respect yeah, at but 10. He works uh, fine in at 15. Like, if you have to move him, move him to 12 or something then. Because... I really don't rate him as a 10 as much as like a 12 or a 15, maybe. I just think they just don't have the depth, eh? Yeah, but, then, that's, yeah, but that's the thing. Why squeeze him in? Then just be shit for a year or two and actually groom a decent 10 then. Well, they're trying. Because, I mean, uh, moving, uh, him's, moving him is not going to help them because he's going to play 10 at 75% for a couple of years and they know, they're not going to fix their 10 pipeline behind him anyway. So they may as well just bite the bullet and fix the 10 pipeline now. Yeah, yeah I guess. Enough. I know there's Ruben Love, um, but he's a bit young. 
that they asked to ask to join the team. So uh, they, they declined him. But no, the good on the Chiefs. Like a porn star name. I'm sorry, Ruben Love. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the good on, good on the good on the Chiefs um, uh, for taking the winners. They're first and twelfth. They broke broke their losing streak. One of the longest in New Zealand rugby. The Hurricanes back to square one, and it doesn't get any easier, um, especially this coming week, but which which we'll look at now for Super Bowl at the end of the episode. Uh, they're just moving to Super Bowl AU Reds four squares Reds. Take that as my uh, sign, I've got to jump off. Um, yes. Guys, shout to the chat, Adam. I'm sorry for your, for your losses this week. No, um, no I deserved it. Hopefully next week you come back stronger. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Yeah, Cheers, Ant. Good seeing you. Cheers, dude. Um, yeah, Reds 26, Force 19. Wasn't that great a game, hey? No. A couple this, of moments of... The four, uh, that's pretty, I almost feel yeah. like this scoreline, like as you complimented the scoreline for looking flattering towards the Tars. I mean, this one I think is just as flattering towards the Force. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, I thought I, the I Force were right, actually. They were, okay, I don't want to be rude, too rude about the Force. I don't think they were undeserving mm. of two tries. Maybe... Knock off a try off their scoreline, maybe. Mm. Yeah, and there is just... I don't know. They... The, the Force's pack has been defined by work rate and their niggity. Yeah. Um, and the Reds don't like that. Yeah. Which I mean, is, the, Reds, the, Reds, the Reds got the win. Yeah, the Reds like but... to be bullies, but the Force is just, just... Yeah, like you say, niggly enough that you can't really bully them as much as you want if you're the, mm-hmm. if you're the Reds. Yeah, they're hard to beat. Um, hard work rate, they lose chairs, tackle machines, all of them. Like Baron Stunder made, what, like 15 runs, mm-hmm. but only made 36 meters or something like that. Yeah. So they just keep they just keep pounding away. Again, almost like a South African team. Um, Celeste Vinivalu, he had a very good game, actually, when he did get the ball. Um, it's just that they, they act like he had to go into midfield. By some, he had quite ball. a heat game. Yeah. yeah, of all players, Maybe actually. Of all players. Which, Ah, oh, that's the uh, players. He he sticks up his hand to turns it down Carter this yeah. week, and you and you cruise the victory. What are the odds, honestly? Yeah, it's okay. Next time, Adam. Next time. Nah. Um, but yeah, look, you know, if the Reds keep keep putting out the wins, um, so far, and they packed a decent enough job. I just know this week they are facing the Tars, so uh, they'll be one to watch as well. Um, but yeah, overall, one of the great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'll see what I see what I can do in in that respect. But yeah, Reds deserved winners, but not the greatest game. But then onto the final game of the weekend, and uh, yeah, I, I only managed to catch 20 minutes of it, the, the end of it, because it was very early in South Africa. But Blues 27, Crusaders 43. Um, what I didn't watch, it was played at Test match intensity, the the pace, just the way the Oaks were hitting each other, all that sort of thing. Uh, the Blues. Scored the same number of tries as the Crusaders, but the Crusaders brought the test match mentality. Richard Mwanga was outstanding, mm, getting 20 that. plus points. Scored a clutch try at the end. Um, excellent off the tee as well. And as we know, to Kurt Eklund, very lucky not to get a red. Same as off the tour fast. He picked up both a brace, didn't he? He did, mm. yeah. Um, scored, scored a brief try as well, but he's going to get banned. Um, but just what I noticed is the Crusaders, they just they are so because like i was watching the highlights of this game and it was the highlights are actually kind of boring because it's just such a clinical like decimate like they're bits of flair <laughs> from the blues and but it's just this like clinical setup try setup try from the crusaders so like half the highlights are like boring 
like set up tries and whereas the blues tries were slightly more exciting yeah well the, yeah, the blues are, are an excitement machine but i'm just trying to think it was first of all that try off um when Eklund got sh- should have been red carded mm. uh, then wasn't um then so he, penalty overturned it goes to the corner um line out phase one two uh, and then suddenly Richard Moanga is there. But yeah. and then Kurdingham missed Mr missed a tackle on him as well, but he sides through a gap. So it was that. And then also I'm just trying to think who was the other try. It was when that's the final Gaku. No, I don't think went he down the wing late in the game. No, they didn't score, scored but... one. Yes, there was Reese's try, that's right. It was Reece, like he ran, but he really just it was a floater for him. Like there was no, no exactly one in front that. of him. He did he, there was like a, the, all the space in the world for him. Yeah, I mean, I saw comments by Liam McDonald. He just said, I think that the key is kicking and I'm feeling a lot better from my flu. Um, yeah, I'm busy just, just checking out the highlights again right now. Uh, Rico's very good. Yeah, Rico's not bad at all. I mean, I'm glad he's getting his form there at centre, I guess. They seem, so, yeah. they seem so adamant to have him there. I'm glad he's at least paying off. Well, he, he is looking quick. Mm. Like, he's looking in very good shape um, at, at the moment. But... Uh, yeah, the Crusaders are so clinical. I mean, they've got a very good forward pack. Like, the Blues, they, they look at the heavy runners like uh, Kiriwani and Hashinga Tutututu to bring the heat. The Crusaders lose Trey very different. They're just like very big workhorses. Yeah, Blackout yeah. is a big like, Grace had a bit of a shocker. He's usually a better player than that. So, Cullen Grace, sort your shit out, bro. I'm very, very disappointed in you. Um, after that showing, and then, and then Havili as well. Mm. And they, I mean, they, they got guys like Mitchell Dunshay, he's signed a new contract recently. He's currently competing with Sam Whitelock, um, Scott Barrett. Who's, who's the other lock? Scott, well? Whitelock had a heat run down the line, actually. Oh, yeah, he's just so good. He's, he's like Alan Jones, eh? Yeah, it's just this he... age, aged like a fine wine, but looks no, like exactly. a fucking Neanderthal stuff. I mean, they lose Tom Christie. Havili comes in and does great. George Bridge, he's returned to the squad now, but um, Fanagaku, they can't drop him. So they've got a bit of a selection headache uh, as well. So, yeah, the Crusaders are just so, so, so clinical. Um, I think a team needs to be at their absolute peak, like the Hurricanes were last year, and the Crusaders need to have a bad day. If, if both teams play well, the Crusaders just are average, um, the Crusaders should win. As well. I mean, Joe Media, I know he didn't have a great game. He came off George Boa came on. So, look, great game. Highly physical, quite exciting. Um, Paul Williams, will, I doubt we'll see him on the field anytime soon. But, uh, yeah, the Crusaders have... I mean, I didn't see them see, see anybody else stopping them, to be quite honest. They're, gonna, they're probably going to win their next title. Um, but, but a bit of a shame that uh, of Eklund's little madness. Because at 2029, something could have happened as well. Yeah. Especially if, if Terry Black had nailed that conversion. But... Uh, it, it, it is what it is. Sorry, I was I was doing a lot of talking there, Matt. No, it's fine. Like, you, like I said, you caught actual twenty minutes of it. I, I'm stuck to highlights and some extended highlights. So. Yeah, I've, I've just, just got just... a general vibe of the game, so, and I can just add, co- add, comment on what the tries look like. Oh, yeah, I was just highly physical, hey, crisis. Yeah. Um, all right, well, look, that's going to wrap it up. Um, this edition. Yes, yes, that's right. It's just um, the two of us, so it's going to go really well. Um, yeah, all right. So, 
Yeah, I, I ended up picking, by the way. Sorry, I missed the Rebels Waratahs thing. I would have picked Rebels. Well, we uh, sent through our stuff for you. We sent through the. I sent them through. I, I, I forgot, bro. Uh, I'm you, sorry. You should blame the internet, so, not yourself. I know. I mean, I got the Reds right and I got the Crusaders right. Yeah. Um, so, not our draw the for the Hurricanes. No, not our draw. I, I picked the Hurricanes to win by five. Okay. Um, and then no pick for the Rebels. Sorry, those were really poor. On, on my part, but in terms of picks, let's see. Brumby's fourth. Oops, sorry. I'm on the. Ish. Oh. I'm on the wrong page here. Uh, right. Round five. This is the New Zealand first, and it's having me on the page. Okay. Oh, it's a Friday game. Friday and oh. Saturday game. I'm excited. Oh, that's great. No, I, I love Friday games, but then I can actually watch the full game. Yeah, I mean, I can work and then just have it on That's great. Um, Highlanders versus. I'm Kings. going, even though they're coming off the bye, I think Highlanders, yeah. fourth side bar versus the Kings, ten. definitely. 10? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with 10. I got Highlanders by 10. And then Chiefs versus Blues or Wakatu, uh, Blues. You have to go Blues, I but I really want the Chiefs. I think I want the Chiefs to be boisterous and close. So I want this to be like a close game, like three. I think, uh, I think the Blues need to be careful. It's yeah. not the Chiefs. The Chiefs certainly have an element of chaos. They're going to continue with their winning ways now. Yeah, that's the thing. They're suddenly got a huge jolt of confidence. So yeah. we'll see. Right. Then on the Friday game for in Australia, Brumbies, Brumbies versus definitely. the Forts. Brumbies by yeah, got... at least one and a half for Lafayette tries. Uh, I've got 14 here. Okay, that's fair. Two tries. But, but... And then Waratahs versus Reds. This is in Reds Sydney. Reds by like um, 50. No, not that yeah, bad, I'll go Reds like... 22. I'll say Reds by 22. Okay. I'm happy with that. All right. Kiff. No, that, that, nice that's going to do it. Yeah. Um, if you have been listening to this episode of Eat Ravi Banter, thanks so much for listening. Um, and just thank you for also in, uh, indulging us a little bit in the, in the, in the draft stuff. Um, you know, those those tequila shots did not go down well. But I seem to be, I, I suddenly feel better versus my flu. Yeah, your wife's going to be angry with you when you come downstairs now. <laughs> No, she saw me. Oh, <laughs> she's seen you already. Yes, yeah, she has. Oh, um, Matt, thank you very much for joining us. That's very much appreciated. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Alex, for appearing at the start of the show, uh, and uh, as always for joining us. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, uh, and yeah, that's going to do it. Thanks very much for listening. We will be back next week. Cheers. <laughs>